Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Let's get to our guest, Aaron Gibbs, senior partner and CIO at Main Street Asset Management. Aaron, I know I know you say you're taking your your cue from the bond market. If the yield on the ten year holds steady here around three percent, is that a green light for you in the equity market? Yes, it's really about the the ten year not going higher and and particularly not hitting that that high of three and a half percent. So I think we're going to see you know headwinds and struggles for the stock market uh, as long as the ten year keeps that uptrend. You know it was it was great while it was dropping from three five down to two eight. Um, now we've we've crossed that that big three percent hurdle, um, and so. Obviously, everybody's waiting for comments from Jackson Hole. We're waiting for CPI points and obviously the next meeting. But we need to see a slowdown in that rate increase uh, as for, for stocks to really be able to pick back up and, and pick up that, the bull run that we, that we had for the past two months. Yeah, markets seem to be getting a bit worried that Jay Powell's going to go all Volcker on us. But how likely are we to get some more certainty on inflation and the rates picture by the end of Jackson Hole? There are just so many variables. Are we going to get a clear path ahead? No, I think it's really going to be all about reading into the tea leaves. I don't think there's going to be anything particularly specific. And it's very unlikely that they're going to give really concrete uh, guidance on whether it's 50 bips or 75 bips at all from Jackson Hole. So it's it's a little of much ado about nothing. It's, it's really going to be about that CPI report that comes out in early September and obviously the meeting in late September uh, that's going to drive it. And, and so it's very likely that the markets might just sort of churn on themselves uh, over the next months as we wait for some real data. So you're tilting a little to the positive side. Uh, I can cite a whole bunch of, of, of reasons why the equity market could go higher, but I'd rather hear you do it. Uh, are you prepared to make that case for moving, for moving into the beginning of a bull market? I do. I, I think that certainly there are areas that are already extended. Uh, and we should remember that we're looking at about uh, an estimated 5% uh, profit growth over the next four quarters. So that's not robust. And so when you're looking at um, these types of headwinds of higher interest rates and, and compressing profit margins, um, you need to be very careful about where you get in, when you get in, and, and how much you're paying for that stock. And so I am bullish, but I'm not saying I'm buying all in across the board on a market, and certainly not the NASDAQ 100. I, I think that that is already overextended. Um, I've been a little more aggressive within the mid cap and small caps just because uh, even though they are more volatile they have been so beaten up the valuations are just so incredibly low on so many areas uh, that I feel that that's a a safer bet to get in at this point Um, but yeah I I do believe that we've seen the the worst or the 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 most of the, the worst of the bear market is over. 
And uh, Aaron, one of the variables uh, in the US at the moment in terms of the macro picture, consumer health, what sort of a gauge do you have on that, particularly through the lens of recent retail earnings? Right. Well, I think it, it's interesting when you look across different categories because, uh, you know, obviously the, the housing prices came out. So that's saying that consumers are, are really being hit on not being able to afford higher prices with the mortgage rates. Um, and we've seen a lot of retail earnings reports where consumers are shifting from name brands into generic brands, um, obviously impacted by inflation. And, you know, one of the reasons that Walmart did so well, I, I feel that trend is going to continue or we're at the the stage or sort of the earlier stages inflation where you simply shift what you're buying you don't stop buying completely mm. um, there's still a lot uh, because unemployment is so low and, and wage growth is still they're not keeping up with inflation still good um, I think that we're still going to see a lot of discretionary spending on experience types. I still feel that there's a lot of demand when it comes to travel. We're seeing that within airlines, hotels. Um, uh, but certainly when it comes to uh, the apparel, just like we saw with reports with Nordstrom, um, that's one area that I think you absolutely should avoid. I, I just don't think it's going to be an area that the U.S. consumer is going to have a lot of patience for with higher prices. So inflation's the key. Aaron, one of the things we heard from Jan Hatzius from Goldman Sachs was that 3.5% on the Fed funds rate would, would break the back of inflation. We had uh, John Taylor on yesterday from Stanford. I was surprised by how moderate he was about how much is left with the Fed's job and also that you don't need to worry too much. This is not like the 70s where inflation is really entrenched. If the Fed you know, stays, stays active here for another 100 basis points or a little more, that will do it. Um, do, do you sort of share that view? I do. I think you know, we, you know, we know that it's around, and, and obviously this changes month to month, but you know, 30%, 40% is really coming from raw materials, uh, sort of the manufacturing side. Um, so that already coming down is helps. Uh, and now we've got to tackle sort of the services side and some of the bigger ticket items. And, and that's where the Fed uh, can really help in reducing inflation. Um, now, I think the bigger fear is I, I think they will be successful in getting inflation down. It's just, you know, how much damage are you going to do to the economy and, and just how high are you going to let the unemployment rate get? Uh, and 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 that might is, you know, the obviously the, the trick in this, uh, you know, theoretical soft landing, uh, but not so worried about inflation. I think they're going to be able to take care of that just fine. Yeah, since we're talking about the 1970s, uh, does the oil price remind you at all of that decade? Uh, no, and I think, you know, it, the, the oil recently is it has a lot to do with, obviously, Russia and Ukraine and, and worries from, from Europe. Uh, again, I think that th that can be uh, dissipated rather quickly, much like we saw um, earlier this, this summer, um, that once those tensions calm, once people get a little more secure about finding alternatives, finding other options, um, that... That, that, that's going to go away. You know, it's, it's such a volatile market. I, I don't see that sticking again, um, especially after what we've already gone earlier in the year. Brief question on Asia. Anything here at the moment do you, you find compelling? 
Uh, certainly some of the, the, you know, Australia uh, as some of the, the, the materials doing well. Um, I'm, I'm a little hesitant around anything in China just because, you know, every time it looks good and we think they're going to reopen, they shut down. Uh, so I'm just sort of st- staying off. Uh, but uh, absolutely, I think some, some of the more, uh, you know, open markets are, are opportunities. All right. Yeah, one does wonder how many shoes are left to drop when it comes to China. Aaron Gibbs, a senior partner and CIO at Main Street Asset Management. Thanks so much for joining us on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.